right? Canadian content, drum and bass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Canadian Content Drum and Bass. Sitting in the studio with me, across from me, is Mr. CCDB himself, Mr. Capulet. Hello. And the one and only, longtime, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Submitter to the show. Yes. <laughs> Contributor. CCDB veteran. Veteran schematic. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Schematic, you've been actually. I think you were one of the first on the on the show. I think he was you, the first tune on the first. Yeah, episode. Was I really? yeah, yeah. Schema. <laughs> you were underneath the name of Schema back yeah, then. Yeah, there was a change, a very slight change. What <laughs> to happened to go from Schema to Schematic? Um, there was another artist out of the UK that, like, in dubstep, which is you know loosely related. Uh, just kind of like blown up out of nowhere using that name, and I was still nobody at that point. I still am, but. Oh, <laughs> and Dan was Dan was like, I gotta change it because I don't want a uh, dubstep guy. And he changed it to schematic, and it was much cooler. So yeah. yeah. Well, I think I had actually messaged them even, and they were just kind of like, Nah, fuck off, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, I just switched it. Um, and after that, I just kind of started making a lot more tunes and cemented that one. And you know, after that, it, it stuck. And and now I like it better. So. Well, we've got a whole hour of your music coming forth right now because uh, you've been, like I said, a longtime contributor to the show. You've been making music for how long now? Ooh, uh, probably like eight years or so, maybe. And that's like steady. That's been consistent, right? More or less, yeah. That's, uh, that's, so you got a big catalog of music. Yeah, and it, it was fun kind of going through the catalog to pick tracks for this. There was a ton that I didn't get to play that I would have liked to, but there's too many to fit in an hour, like two hours even. Yeah, I bet, man. For a guy like you who's like putting in work every day. Yeah. What's the name of this tune? This tune's At Most, uh, and this is... So Dustin will love this. There's a ton of kind of early stride recording stuff. My, you know, some of my first releases... And uh, the way this mix sort of turned out and wasn't intentional was a lot of it started with the early tracks and then ended with my most recent ones with some other stuff that doesn't really kind of fit into that timeline peppered throughout. But uh, you get kind of an idea of the progression that I've had that I didn't really even know was happening. Uh, but when you kind of put everything side by side, it, it pokes through. It's awesome that you think of it that way because I think of it that way. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been involved with a lot of labels over the over the years now. I guess Stride Dustin's label was one of the first. One of the first. I, Dustin would like to think that it is the first. <laughs> was it? It wasn't. No. There was one release. Yeah. Uh, while I, I was that. still under Schema. Oh. Uh, that probably nobody's heard. And then after the change, I got hooked up with Stride, and that's when I really kind of started churning out tunes. That's awesome. And this tune here, when I made this, I was listening to a lot of like Tool and stuff like that with like weird 
time signatures and like you know like 9-8 stuff and so this whole track was actually done on like a 4-4 grid but the whole intro that is most of the track doesn't quite adhere to it the end of the track that I didn't play goes to a, like your regular two-step beat, but just to kind of make it mixable, almost as an afterthought, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And what inspired this? This was inspired by another drum and bass remix of this tune that I heard, and I forget who it was by. I apologize if you're listening, but it was not very good. <laughs> and it, I, I, I don't know, I heard it and I was like, I feel like I can do this better. What's the name of this band again? Uh, Cage the Elephant. Cage the Elephant, yeah, I've seen them live. At man. the time when this track was on the radio, it was really, really popular. And uh, Dan nailed it when he remixed it, I thought. I think we gave it away for free, too. Yeah, it's a free download, and to this day, this is my most popular track. Like, it gets the most hits consistently. It still does. I was saying to Hungry T the other day that he's got to remix something catchy and poppy, and he's... I, w- I want to do a, be an artist type of thing, and I agree. <laughs> but you know what? When you do something like this, your name gets out there way bigger than you expected it to be. Like when Artifice remixed that uh, Taylor Swift, the Taylor oh, Swift yeah, yeah. tune. Oh man, right? Like that tune's amazing. I don't care what anybody says. He's got a few of those. Even I think he's done some Rihanna ones. And but you got to do it. You just kind of you just got to show how you could make this pop music even better. There's yeah. nothing wrong with doing some tongue-in-cheek music once in a while. You got to like, do it. You know, can't be serious 100% of the time. Big up Hungry Tea, though. Love you, dude. So, everybody, I just want to remind you all that you can check out the brand new CCDMB t-shirts online at bedlamthreads.com. Use the promo code CCDMB to get 10% off your entire order, not just the shirts. So go, be sure to pick up something else while you're there. Also, we just picked up women's shirts. We put them up online, and we're going to be adding new colors soon to the site. So be sure to check that out. Little junglist quiz here. I'll buy a beer for whoever can name the tune that the symbols in this are sampled out of. Whatever you, where you got the sample? Yeah. And you will buy them a beer, eh? Yeah. Just one. <laughs> Just one. And what if it's uh, somebody's going to recognize it in Vancouver? We're a big country. You're going to go out to Vancouver or they got to come to Toronto? <laughs> I will fly out, <laughs> buy you a beer, and hop on the next flight back. Book schematic in Vancouver, he'll buy you a beer. (laughs) That'd be crazy if someone did that and then you showed up. Oh my god, he actually did it. 
showed up and bought me a beer. Anyway, speaking of these t-shirts, where the fuck is my t-shirt? <laughs> I, I haven't even seen these t-shirts. Yeah, I haven't gotten one yet either. We're just, I'm waiting to pick them up. Oh, okay. I'm, just, uh, I'm not wearing a shirt and it's cold <laughs> right now. And I made that logo. I started the whole podcast. Can I have a fucking shirt at least? Just a shirt. That's all I ask. <laughs> and I'll be happy. Do I have to order one or what? <laughs> yeah. You're Make gonna sure buy you it. use the promo code. What do you do? <laughs> promo code. No, Dustin has to pay double. Make Fucking sure. promo code. Give me a shirt. <laughs> I just want to make another announcement. We're going to be doing another producer showcase at uh, April 23rd. I'll be telling you more details later in the show. If I sound cranky, it's because I am cranky. Because Dustin's uh, an old man junglist. <laughs> I got up early for work today, and um, this tune makes me feel a lot better, though. Because, and what's the name of this tune? This is so hot. This is another really early stride thing. It was given away as a free download as well. I love this tune, and actually a lot of tunes Dan makes because they remind me of like a warm bath. <laughs> Does that make sense? Okay. It's nice. It's That's just good. The bass surrounds you, and you just you're just coddled. <laughs> it's also got that uh, summer vibe. Yeah, it was definitely a summer tune. Which I'm waiting around. I don't know if you, the listeners are living in Canada, most of them. But yeah, it's pretty it's cold, man. Still cold. And now I'm talking about weather. What else is going on? Matt? <laughs> Nothing, apparently. Just listen to the music, man. Enjoy the website coming. The website's coming in. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of work, man. Good. We should be dropping uh, the website hopefully in May. Brand new website. We're going to be featuring uh, profiles for uh, all of the producers in Canada making tunes are on the grind coast to coast. We're going to be showing uh, the events that are going on coast to coast and hopefully start doing some... Uh, news and reviews around uh, all of the, the the stuff that's going on in the, in the country. It's good. Things are expanding. Things are slowly getting there. It's all about the support. You know what I mean? There's a, a, I want to big up Destiny and Base Week because everywhere I went on Base Week this weekend, it was uh, I got a, a, a you know a big shake, handshake and a well done on the podcast. Everybody's enjoying it. And Base Week was a hell of a lot of fun this week. I want to say Aphrodite put on a clinic, and it was not for all the bald spots in the room. <laughs> there was a lot of bald spots in that room. It was old man junglists like Mickey Finn and Aphrodite, both of them like just looking old but not haggard. You know what I mean? Like they're looking old and they're just ready to throw the fuck down. <laughs> they just threw the fuck down. Oh man, it, just, it made me feel great because I'm old. I feel old. I'm not that old. This guy's listening to this right now going, you're not that old, Scanlon. <laughs> You 
You, uh, you've really progressed over the years uh, you, from this liquid sound. You used to be known. Everybody would, in Toronto knew you as a liquid producer, liquid DJ. Yeah. And over the last few years, I feel like I know I've li- listened to the tunes that you've sent me. You've really grown into becoming more of a... Like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's a heavier drum and bass, for sure. You've really grown into becoming a more more of an artist, man. You haven't just put yourself in one corner of the spectrum of drum yeah, and bass. Yeah, no, know? I've definitely been trying to branch out into kind of all areas of it. I, Liquid is still, you know, near and dear to me, and I still do a lot of it. But I like, I don't know, I guess combining, you know, I like having those liquid vocals and things but then just get like a really really yeah. heavy bass line or well, something like that well I think like the that, sound know? come in the tune coming in we've played it on the podcast already this is the one that you did with with Hungry Tea with Hungry Tea yeah. that's right and uh this is, this is what I mean. Like, this, it's got that element of that vocal sound, that little bit of liquid sound, but it's a much heavier tune. When the drop comes in, it's you can hear it's it's full-out drum and bass, you know yeah. what I mean? Not liquid. <laughs> well, sometimes with really good producers, uh, the lines blur so much. It's just good music, man. You can't exactly. really call it this exactly. or that. It's got elements of all of it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, one, you can't. If you're really a talented producer, you're gonna you're you're gonna go between like cross between the lines, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You can't just stay on the tracks all the time. You look at a guy like Grim. Guys, just all over the place. Yeah, I've always hated to like the really really specific kind of genres and subgenres that everyone starts throwing around, and it's like. You know, it's it's drum and bass, it's jungle, whatever. It's music. Like, just enjoy it. People start arguing over what it is and what it isn't. It's like, it's just a pissing contest at that point. <laughs> <laughs> because it evolves, too. So uh, at any point, what's defined yesterday could be di- different tomorrow, you know? like Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Blurred lines, man. No, but schematics, schematics hit the sweet spot, you know? You don't have to... You don't have to punch people in the throat, but you don't have to, you know, lullaby them to sleep either. (laughs) The happy medium. Yeah. This is a wicked tune. This tune's got some guts. So when you work with another producer like uh, Hungry T, like how did that go back? Because I know he's on Logic, and what are you working on? I'm on Reaper, and uh, collaborations have always been like a, a... tough one for me I don't know what it is I don't tend to work well with people uh, so it's always been tough trying to get people kind of in the studio together to collaborate um, but the last few things that I've been doing with Hungry Tea and Polaris have been more of just like a, a two-stage thing like one person starts it kind of gets a certain vibe going sends like the potato. whole thing over to the next person and then you know last person finishes it uh, without ever having to really step foot in the same studio. And uh, it's it's worked really well, you know, you get both people's sounds are like de- definitely in there, uh, but nobody's really stepping on each other's toes either. I feel like that's how, that must be how a lot of collaborations, the majority of collaborations work these days. It's like a hot potato, you just pass it back and forth. I mean, especially with the internet, I mean, any artist can work with any artist. Yeah, right? and everyone's but they're probably on a not going to be in the same room. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at it like an artist like Peter and NC17, his one partner was in the States, right? And yeah, that's how they exactly work. They work exactly how they forth. work back and forth like that, right? Yeah. And you see great projects come out of it. 
Maybe not like here's half of it. There you go. Maybe more. Yeah. A few more exchanges than that. Like, yeah, but, but yeah. I guess everybody's got a different flow and a different style, though, right? Yeah. Well, in me, with like the mastering background, it like it usually makes more sense to for me to be in that second stage, and I do all the the you know finishing on it. Yeah. What's the name of this tune? Between us. Between us. This was a weird one. Just this was when you know the minimal stuff was really popular. And I had to go at it and went really minimal. But there's, you know, a bunch of kind of classic jungle sounds in there too. You got hoovers and stuff just kind of poking through. So you talked about the uh, the mastering a bit. You uh, recently opened up your own mastering studio. Yeah, so actually this is a perfect kind of time to say it because this next tune coming in is sort of like another one of those stages where I heard like a distinct, you know, increase in, in quality or whatever of what I was doing. Uh, and this was around the time that I had started interning at Lacquer Channel. And you know, kind of getting a, a better grasp on the technical side of things and mastering and, and really polishing things off. Um, but yeah, I've, I've since left that studio to, to just open my own and, uh, you know, get even more control over each piece of equipment and the sound and everything. And uh, it's, it's sounding really, really good. That's only all come together in the last couple of months. And I'm loving it. He's left the nest and now he's going to soar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were working at that studio for a while, right? Yeah, I was there almost five years. Five years. That's a heavy bass line. Tough. Tougher than Why, thank you. This next one coming in, uh, I don't think either of you will have heard. Ooh. I don't know if anyone has really heard this one. Oh. It never got released. And it's a pretty early tune. Uh, when I was trying to do something kind of, you know, Loxy and Ink style. Nice. This is an exclusive. Yeah. Semi-exclusive. Nice. No, I've heard this. You've heard this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think the only reason is because... There goes my story. When did you make this tune? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I really yeah, don't. You probably sent it to me at some point. Hidden gem, folks.
some very heavy tunes, man. Yeah, this is another one uh, very early on from Stride. This would have been 2008, I think. It was around the time, like, I think I had been making tunes for probably two, three years or so already. Uh, and I would have been at school for audio uh, when I made this. So I was just kind of just getting into, you know, being able to hear for the first time, really, you know? Because it's, it's a totally different way of listening once you kind of wrap your head around that. Um, but before I uh, really got the the technical ability from working at Lacquer Channel, so it's there's like a, a bit of that quality, but it's not quite there yet. And I, I don't know if anyone else kind of notices it, but I hear it like <laughs> night and day when I compare this to, to more recent tunes. That's the uh, the point, though, man. You're supposed to like I say this to everybody, and everybody who's like hesitant on sending me music is like you're you're you just gonna just gotta finish the project and move on to another one because you're only gonna get better by the next one and the next one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and sure. like you were working, you were thought this was great back then, but now you look at it and you're like completely <laughs> different, right? Yeah. And like you're you're never a real artist is never really truly satisfied with his work, and that's why he always works on the. To, to become better and to work on more things, right? Yeah, you got to keep pushing forward. Yeah. Baseline. And so this is again around that time where I had started at Locker Channel and like was kind of improving the technical ability a bit more at that point. And I think, I think it shows on this one, like relative to the last track. Yeah, you can totally hear the difference. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, you can totally hear it. So if you're looking for mastering, this is like a portfolio that you're listening to right now. Of yeah, how you're to, how you're mastering sounds. And yeah, you know, if you are looking for mastering. You know, get in touch. I'm, I'm, I'm easy to get a hold of on, on Facebook, on email. Go to schematicsound.com. There's a million different ways to Schematicsound.com. Hit them and, up. And, uh, you know, with the new studio, I, I can't say enough how good things are sounding right now with the new analog chain and That's everything. Awesome. Like, it's sounding great. So, yeah, you got to send us some photos and we'll put them up on the Instagram and get them up there. Show everybody your new stu your new studio setup. Yeah, I need to I need to get some good photos taken. The, like I said, it's all kind of come together in the last couple months or so, so I don't even have that yet. And it's important to have your tunes sounding professionally mastered before you just send them out to the uh, very competitive pool at the record companies. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's not like it was, you know, labels want it already mastered track it. now. Yeah, if it's it. not, you know, up to snuff, they're, they're going to disregard it for the most part. And uh, a lot of labels that will say that, you know, yeah, we'll master your track, you know, they're sending it to a guy on his laptop with a pair of headphones, and it's not the same thing. Like, you're not going to get the same result. Yeah, you should know who's mastering your music. It's Absolutely. your music. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like as an artist, you should be working directly with whatever engineer is working on your music. I, I wouldn't recommend just having the label guy do it. 
unless you know exactly who it is. Well, I think like the truth. The truth is, I think the trend is going to be towards guys that are highly technically skilled, like yourself, that are going to start getting picked up more and more. Not just guys that have come out with you know a couple of melodies, but guys that are that are that have the the strength in the studio to come out with a good tune, but also the strength to master as well. Like it's just another evolution of being that artist, right? Like, yeah. like you said, you've been working on music for eight years, but when you're where were you eight years ago compared to now? It's completely different, completely. and I think that that's that evolution of like if the, that's the the difference between somebody who's not serious about it and somebody who is, right? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you like I said, you gotta constantly push forward, but you gotta really dive in there too, because there's there's so much to learn. It's impossible to ever learn everything. Oh, ab- absolutely. And uh, and there's so many different ways of achieving, you know, a specific sound. So. You gotta just get your hands dirty, you know? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. What's the name of this tune? Uh, the one mixing out right now is Everything's Color. I love that tune. It's fucking beautiful. And the one coming in is Memory. Very solid mixing, I would like to add. Thank Very you. Very seamless. Yeah, you know, I was I was kind of worried because, yeah, like the the you know that's a hard tune to mix. The I know. mix down quality and stuff too on all the earlier tracks. Like I struggled a little bit getting through those mixes with the with the older tunes, but hopefully it turned out okay. So you still play uh, vinyl? No, it's no? been a long time since I played vinyl. I yeah. still have all of it. I'll you still never have sell turntables? it. I still have turntables. They're not hooked up to anything, but I'll never sell those either. <laughs> you don't. Uh, you don't just jump on every once in a while. I do every once in a while. Hungry T and I will get get drunk and we'll we'll fucking. Throw them <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, if if I had the space to get them hooked up again, uh, I would, and I would definitely do that. I, I, you know, when I move into a bigger place eventually, I plan to do that, and that's why I'm not going to sell them. But um, but no, I'm, I'm using a controller now, and uh, I still take flack for it here and there from the custy old junglists that, oh, you got to play vinyl. But, uh, you know, controllers are, are fucking amazing pieces of technology. Yeah, they actually yeah. are. Like, the things that I can do with that in a live scenario like it's mind-blowing and i can do so much you know better transitions and looping and and if you're using a a cdj and a laptop you might as well be using a controller anyways like they're just like the the same same thing thing, right it's the same people don't understand that well there's there's acoustic guitars and there's electric guitars and nobody got mad when electric car guitars came out you know and it's still cool to go back and dust off your acoustic (laughs) guitar probably did it's like so instruments were kinetic base right kinetic energy you used to have to strike something with kinetic force and that vibration would be amplified or picked up by whatever medium with it that'd be a hollow guitar or like the electronic pickup 
it was still a kinetic force that it made a sound happen with vinyl turntables it was exactly the same thing yeah. vinyl turntables are an acoustic instrument <laughs> a, vi a, a a kinetic needle is being like moved kinetically and that sound is being amplified through the phonograph yeah, and bro. down through to your electronic mixer but as soon as you go to CDJs you are no longer using a, a kinetic force everything is ones and zeros and that spinning of the jog wheel is just an electro it's just an electronic interface to send one and zeros to you're no you're not actually speeding up the CD you know what I mean like you're not <laughs> you're just not making, you, oh you know, my god you know I mean? my so mind there's is no blown. like kinetic transition of energy so like once you go that digital way you're no longer in an in an uh, an acoustic or uh, like an analog instrument you might as well just go full digital yeah like you know what I mean embrace and if you're what's do, available yeah, exactly you? if you're gonna go full digital you just might as well just dive right into it yeah. and then with that being said the other night going to the Mickey Finn and uh, an Aphrodite show the, uh, the all vinyl sets were just another Aphrodite was the only one that played on CDJs and you could tell the difference yeah you, like the, the, the old school well, there's definitely like, just like a difference in tonality but uh, even just in the digital domain there's something to be said uh, with CDJs versus controllers using like a dedicated sound card uh, the, the controller with the sound card sounds better. It does. Because at the end of the day, sound is analog. What's coming out of the speakers is analog. It has to yeah. get converted from digital yes. to analog. And the converters that they're throwing in CDJs are not the same as the converters that you're getting on a dedicated sound card. And, and that's where the difference lies. Yeah. That's some real. Yeah, that's some knowledge on your on your ass, people. Yeah. You can't stop things from getting better. They're just gonna get better, technology-wise. So. Yeah, and you know things change. Roll with it. Roll with it. You'll be hearing that tune in a bit. <laughs> What's the name of this one? Uh, this one is drama. Again, kind of one of more of the lesser-known tracks, I think. But coming in is Roll With It, which uh, is coming out on vinyl right about this time, wow. actually. What? Uh, so this is on kind of like a, a sampler release for an EP coming out on Blue Sapphire. Uh, so two tracks coming out on, on vinyl and then four on the digital release. That's awesome. Tell us about how you got involved with Blue Sapphire. Uh, I think, like, cause you just had their, your, like, how many releases do you have with them? Um, I've got like three now, I think. the The first release with Blue Sapphire was Free Me, uh, with the uh, Jerome and Fox Rocks remix on the B side. Um. I think it was just a matter of like I had sent them that tune as a demo and you know they picked it up. It was real simple. There wasn't a whole lot of back and forth. There wasn't any like emoticons or? <laughs> nope. No emoticons. Just business. And then you recently had your first vinyl release come out, right? Or is this the yeah, one? Yeah, so this is the one. Uh, and you'll hear the, the flip side of it a little later in the mix. Awesome. 
This is actually the B side of the vinyl. So does it feel crazy that you're you have a tune coming out on vinyl today? Like still like two thousand fifteen. Yeah, you know, it's it, it, not like, a lot of record companies left in. It feels like a, an accomplishment for yeah. sure because yeah, like not a lot of people are still playing vinyl, uh, and and vinyl releases are few and far between for non-major labels and stuff now. So. To be able to do that in a day where like I don't even play vinyl anymore, yeah, that's it, yeah, gotta feel good. Feels good for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I love this tune. Yeah, so this is a new one, uh, myself and Polaris, uh, which was kind of another one of those two-stage things. But he did come over and, and sit in with me and give input, uh, you know, for finishing up the collaboration. Yeah, this is a this is like a big room sound, man. Yeah, I played this tune out for the first time uh, when I was opening for Technomatic and yep. Fabio. I uh, used it show. as my last tune, and uh, yeah, no, the reaction it got from everybody was awesome. Like I've never quite seen that sort of reaction to one of my own tunes. This is what I mean, though. Like, this sound compared to, like, your Liquid Days is completely different, right? Yeah. Not that the Liquid Days are, are in the past by no, any no, means. No, no, but you can but... hear the elements uh, between. Like, you can hear that there's that little bit of the, that liquid element within it, but it's yeah. not a, a liquid tune by any means, you know? Do you have any uh, cool gigs coming up? Yeah, I'll be opening for Marcus Intellects on uh, April 18th. That's going to be... That's gonna be a roadblock. That's awesome. Sick. April 18th. Where is that gonna be? Uh, I don't. Have they announced the venue yet? I know they were waiting for a little while. I don't I, know they if have, have not announced the venue yet. No. No. Keep your ear to the ground, folks. Are you headlining? Clearly not. It's Marcus Intellects. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's actually gonna be a really big show. So the it's Marcus Intellects and you. And uh, Marcus Visionary and I think James Brown. And then Master Lab also just announced Spy, uh, Random Movement, Grim. Yeah. And I forget who else was on that one, but that's in May. That's also going to be a huge party. Uh, Grim and Gremlins. Gremlins, yes. Yeah. That's a big show. On Point just announced the other day Dillinger. Oh, and yeah, GQ. Dillinger. Dillinger and GQ coming yeah. to Red Nightclub. That's going to be awesome. Last time Dillinger was here, I lost my shit. Yeah, who doesn't lose their yeah. shit with Dillinger? It's hard not to. Go, Dillinger! Last night, well, I did not go, but it was the Calix and, uh, Calix and TV last night. They're always awesome, too. I didn't yeah. go either, but I wish I could have. 
So while we're talking about shows coming up on the 23rd of April, uh, we're doing another CCDB producer showcase at Run Red or Run DB now. It's now Run DB Thursdays. The uh, Thursday night weekly show held down by Marcus Visionary. We're going to be having Scales and the Junkie, who were on the last show. Uh, Captivate, who's had a couple of tunes featured on the show. Imran Graffiti. Oh, no. Captivate can't make it. We're going to have Imran Graffiti, RMS, and Damon Decision. So it's going to be a big night. Nice. Yeah. There's some talented artists, artists yeah, there. Yeah, Decision, RMS. All making really good teams right now. Imran Graffiti and Scales in the Junkie. That's a big night, man. That's uh, Everybody's had tunes featured on the show. So if you're in Toronto, it's a free night every Thursday in Toronto. We're doing it April 23rd. This tune is sick. Uh, who is this? He's got the feels, eh? <laughs> He's singing it's all song. schematic. Um, so this is... Uh, that that vinyl release, this will be coming out on the digital version. Uh, Steam's oh, called nice. Away From Me. So that's that's on Blue Sapphire. Have you been working with like any original vocalists? No, I, I want to. Uh, but even though, yeah, I've got vocals in a lot of my tunes, it's all sampled and, you know, hush hush. <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, some local port credit artists involved with some stuff. If you, uh, if you're an original vocalist, send your, uh, send some samples in to the show. Music at ccd, ccdnbradio.com. We will get our, uh, we'll get in touch with uh, a producer here that might want to collaborate with you. For sure. And don't forget, if you are already working on music. Send it into that same email address, music at ccdnbradio.com. Have your music featured on the show. We're going to be releasing this entire mix without us talking over top of it. Nice. Uh, yes. In about uh, two or three weeks, we're going to be uh, releasing that as episode 38. Sweet. Yes. That way we can try to, uh, the more and more producer showcases, the more and more mixes we can get out, the more and more episodes we can get out and get these things turned out more and more. Keep it moving. Yeah. So this tune here uh, is called Switch. So this is the, the A side of that vinyl release, which should be out in stores around the time that this airs. Nice. It, it was supposed to be out a couple of weeks ago, but there's been all sorts of delays with distribution. Uh, but it should be available right about now. So go out and try and buy it. It's a wicked tune. Nice mix, man. Thank you. I'm feeling that. (laughs) 
If you're feeling it too, make sure you download the entire mix in a couple weeks when we drop it. Thanks to uh, Mr. Capulet, we are now releasing the podcast back up on iTunes. Yeah. So yes. this one won't be up for another few weeks. We're slowly re- updating iTunes. We don't want to drop five podcasts all at once on iTunes. We've got to do it slowly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm very happy that's uh, on the original feed. Yes, so, back on the original feed. So uh, people that used to listen to it might still be subscribed. I'm subscribed to a lot of old podcasts. Yep. Or just yeah, there. a lot of people are. And uh, we might get a uh, some of my old listeners back. That would be great. Yeah, they're very nice. A little bit stocky, but they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you had some crazies before, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it at that. I had some funny experiences. (laughs) Big ups to all the international listeners that may be listening. Uh, You can email Matt, right? Can they email you? If they want to just like email you, yeah, we can, we can do maybe uh, read contact emails. Contact at ccdnbradio.com. Yes. Do you talk about how it's like not really necessary for me to be on this show? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of annoying, but it's too bad. Or you can be like, no, I love Dustin. He's the I best part. You, dude. You're the best part. You can't have all the banter with just We need one some feedback. I don't here. know how we're doing. So let us know. Dustin just needs reassurance. I need, yes. <laughs> Dude, like, I forget how many great tunes you have, like, listening to all of these. Oh, I'm sure I made love to this tune. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, this was one, uh, one of the first ones to kind of get really popular because uh, it, uh, it got heard by Bailey. Uh, and he played it as like one of the opening tunes on his show back when he still had the, the show on uh, BBC Radio 1. Yes. And uh, after that, things definitely snowballed a little bit. So that was great. Big up Bailey. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't heard this one. You haven't heard this one? No. No, I this is this is new, yeah. This is, I think we've played it on we may have played it on the show. Uh, yeah? Possibly. I don't, I don't know. remember. I've definitely played it out. It's a great tune. Yeah, it's uh, one of the newer ones where I'm just kinda trying to do a bit of a heavier thing. This one, like I wanted to make something that was kinda jump uppy but not clown steppy, you know? <laughs> no no, this is more like back alley some guys coming to get you, like <laughs> I don't even know what that means. He's coming. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. That's, that's good. You get it? You feeling me? Yes. What? This bitch. guy's just banging out hits. <laughs> Look at this guy. We 
We've uh, we've played this one on the show for sure, one by one. This is a gangster tune, dude. What's this called? One by one. One by one. It's got that Biggie Smalls sample. It's right there. (laughs) The bass face inducer. Face, face inducer. I like that. <laughs> Dustin says that we should bring back segments on the show. And uh, I think maybe that should be the name of one. <laughs> the base face inducer there segment. Because <laughs> <laughs> this would be what? This is it right now. We're calling so it So this out. is the base face inducer tune of the week. Yeah. That was a lot to say. <laughs> Um, one by one. So far, I'd say this is the running as the best tune of this mix. If I should be so critical as to picking one. I was going to say everything's color because I love that tune. But... Name me this one. This tune's called November. Because I think I made it in November or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that the file name? Just November made this tune and just stuck? <laughs> yeah. No, people like ask, like, oh, you know, how do you get names for your tunes and stuff? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. whatever. Yeah. Like, it as that day. I, I made a tune not too long ago called. 44 hours. It's not in this mix, but check it out. I think I have it on SoundCloud. I forgot. Uh, because I made hours. it in 44 hours. Yeah. Well, it's not like there's vocals, so like an appropriate name would, uh, you know, when you're naming a tune, just name the tune, and then that's the name of it. Yeah. And then it can't not be that name because that's its name. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got a tune called Blank t- Template because I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like trying to build myself a blank template, and then I started making something, and then I was just like, oh fuck, now I don't have a blank template anymore. I like that though. That's a good name. <laughs> I don't. I, it's not a good tune. <laughs> I'm not a producer. I would say that. Just practice, man. That's the point, man. You got to keep on practicing. Yeah, because <laughs> there's tons of people that like get into producing and they, you know, they make their first tune and then they post it up for everybody here and be like, yo, guys, my first tune, like, give me some feedback. And everyone's kind of like, yeah, it's shit, bud. Like, <laughs> of course, it's going to be horrible. It's your first tune. Like, but you can't be discouraged by that. Like, you got to just keep doing it and you 
you find your sound. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think my first 10 tunes ever have been heard by anyone because they were garbage. But it's it's practice, you know? You don't pick up a, a, a paintbrush and just try to sell your first painting. Like, yeah, you practice. It's uh, You're 100% right. There's a, there's a book, I've, I've mentioned it on the podcast a few times now. It's called The War of Art, and it's about stuff like that. It's about the, the real artist is always constantly creating and doesn't expect like, the first thing to be exactly it. Because he, 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 the first thing that he ever worked on was way before you ever, ever thought about making it a commodity. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just a progression. You don't go to the bowling alley and then bowl like, I don't know, six pins and then come back and be like, so I need some feedback. Am I a good bowler? <laughs> well, no, you don't know how to bowl yet, man. You just threw my wife's purse down that line. That wasn't even a ball. Like, sink into it. Make 10 tunes and then maybe pick one that's good out of that and ask for feedback. Fucking kill me. I haven't been bowling in a while. We should go bowling. I don't know why I was <laughs> yeah. thinking about it. I love this tune, man. The one coming in? Yeah. It says some nice atmosphere. Yeah, the one coming in, It Was You, uh, is my remix of a tune by Leans Malloy, former right, Torontonian. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's off on the West Coast now, but Leeds some of you Boy, might know yeah. him. He did some drum and bass under the uh, alias Evidence. Yep. Big up Evidence. Leans Malloy. This is a wicked remix of his tune. I think I played this in a Valentine's Day mix. I may have. Maybe it's in one of the All Toronto mixes. I think it may be in the All Toronto mix. Great job on this mix, man. Thank yeah, you. this is a sick tune too. I think this is my favorite tune now. <laughs> this tune is sick. It's just as good as the other tune that I said, but this has got that old school feel that I love. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't often do like kind of broken beat stuff. Bit of a Blade, blade Runner kind of. Yeah, like I do a lot of two-step things just because I, I don't know, I like that kind of groove, but this was one of the few times that I kind of ventured off that path and did something a little more broken or breakbeat-y. And I think it turned out. Well, there's some guys that just do, do this stuff. Yeah. Um, and you just killed it the first try, like an <laughs> asshole. Like, ah, I, even, I don't even produce this kind of music. Just boom, awesome tune, like awesome old school kind of tune. I don't even play it with produce old school, but took a stab at it do you play do you uh, produce like other genres i do house a little bit here and there under the name danny woods danny um, woods oh yeah 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 you can check out like dj mixes and stuff under that too doing like tech house yeah yeah do you find uh, you, your, a lot of your influences from other music oh for sure i mean like i didn't always listen to drum and bass or anything either like i only found out about it in like I don't know, 2005 or something like oh, that oh really eh? yeah so like I, you know, listened to a lot of rock and hip hop and and Motown even like growing up, and I think you can definitely hear the influence from that with like the vocals and things that I choose to sample. 
Yeah, you said you were influenced by that by Tool earlier. Yeah, just kind of, you know, people that are doing sort of weird things in music. I loved Tool growing up and that industrial metal growing up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails sound and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, who's going to System of a Down this year? I am front <laughs> row. <laughs> and I think I'm going to go to Rockfest in Montreal. Oh, Are you nice. going to go see Alexis on Fire? Who's that? No. <laughs> I'm going to go see System of Down. They're playing that one, too. I'm uh, going to see them twice. Big up Alexis on Fire, though. They're coming, re- reuniting. You got you to gotta give credit where credit is due. Canadian band like that, you know? For sure. Don't even look at me like you. I don't know who. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I haven't heard their music. Okay. Well, we'll do that in the Alexis on Fire podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But big up every Canadian working hard in music. I didn't bring up Alexis on Fire. You brought up Alexis on Fire. I was talking about rock, drum and bass. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Festival season is coming up, though. Did you see that there's no drum and bass being really featured at Digital Dreams this year? Oh, good, because I'm not going. Yeah, no, it's a shame, though, because there was quite a bit last year. Yeah, last year was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, not a single drum and bass artist this year. But it's under, like, new management and stuff, too. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see what uh, Destiny does this summer, if they have anything up their sleeve after Bass Week now, because... uh, the, like, Base Week is a great, to me, it's one of the uh, best festivals that we have in Toronto because it's not just like a, a weekend. It's a whole week and you get a wristband and you, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. act, like if you go to other festivals in the world outside of Toronto, it's, you know, like you go look at Outlook, you look at Innovation, you look at, uh, you, you look at uh, festivals all over the place. They're like they're like week long things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in Toronto, they're a weekend. You know, yeah. in a parking lot. The reason yeah. I said that about Digital Dreams too is it's not um, hating on the scene at all. I went last year. I had a great time. But my God, I do not have what four hundred dollars or three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's for not to cheap. be locked up in Ontario place for <laughs> what like two days, where you have to you don't even sleep there. You have to go. Would you go leave. back to a WEMP if they announced WEMP? I, I love partying. Any party that's that's worth it and well organized. But I'm not going to pay yeah. ridiculous amounts I'd of money. I'd go back to a yeah. If uh, anybody's listening and has the powers to do that, yeah, make that happen. <laughs> oh, wimp. But you know what? Like, yeah, we don't necessarily need the festivals, though. You know, like we got new things happening in the scene, like Master Lab, for example. Like, keep an eye on their parties because they're yeah. they're Master making Lab. it happen right now. I'm excited to see what they do in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, big up everybody who's supporting hard on the grind. What's the name of this tune? This tune's called Grey Days. Also out recently on Blue Sapphire. You want to get any shout outs in? Shout out to just everyone in Toronto doing drum and bass and making it happen, coming out to shows, you know, like 
That's what it's all about. Yeah, everybody that comes out. Yeah, and I'm naming. I'm totally guilty of not making out to as many shows as I'd like. Oh, same with me. Because you know, everybody, we, you know, you got lives and work, and it's it's tough. But uh, no, it's great to see people just on the dance floor and having fun when you do get out. Shoutouts to Game of Thrones coming back. <laughs> excited about that. I'm excited about tonight's Walking Dead. By the time you listen to this, you'll know what, what happened. Um, I, I have a gig coming up, I think, uh, where I'm going to be playing vinyl. Nice. In Hamilton. Nice. I don't know when or where, but yeah, I have a gig. Check out... Uh so if you know, Facebook. if you're a friend of mine, hit me up on Facebook if you want to come with me to Hamilton to go play vinyl. Yeah, again, um, April 18th, Master Lab 1. Myself, Marcus Intellex, who am I forgetting now? James Brown and uh, Marcus Visionary, right? It's the double Marcus party. And uh, mastering, schematicsound.com. Facebook.com slash schematic sound mastering, or you know, if you have me uh, as a friend on the personal Facebook, by all means, send me a message. I'm here to help. Use me to your advantage, guys. <laughs> Just want to say thanks for coming out for the show, man. You did a great job on this mix. Thanks, You've been man. doing a great job in the city and putting yourself on the map, putting Canadian drum and bass on the map. The music's been fantastic. I uh, just want to say thanks for everybody else for listening, for all the support. Uh, new website's going to be coming out soon. Don't forget about the event on April 23rd. Don't forget to check out the t-shirts online. Yeah, and send in music. Send in music. Send in some music to the show if you listen to the show then wouldn't it be cool to hear your own tune kind of mixed up in the show that you already listened to yes it would <laughs> peace bye bye